If you're a travel agent who has shied away from showing up on social media, struggling to establish yourself as the expert because you cringe every time you hear the sound of your own voice, then you are definitely in the right place and this will be the perfect episode for you. Hey, I'm Steph and I'm obsessed with all things travel, marketing, branding and helping you stand out from the crowd. In just under two years, I went from being a home-based travel agent with zero clue how to make it work in the digital world to launching an international ranking travel podcast and creating an online course to help travel agents in lead generation. Here's one thing I know for sure, there has never in the history of the world been a better time to create the travel business you've always wanted. All you need is an actionable strategy and someone to show you the way. Picture this, we're going to spend the next hour of our time together at the Swim Up Pool Bar, where over a cocktail, we deep dive into travel-related topics, mixed with a little classroom training. This show is dedicated to encouraging you to step outside of your comfort zone and into your travel business. I'll show you how I did it and how you can too. Hit subscribe now and let's get into it. If you're a travel agent wanting to stand out in the digital world, but you struggle with consistency, tech isn't your jam and you have no idea where to start, join my free masterclass where I talk about exactly this. Head to stephaniemyers.academy forward slash masterclass. You're listening to Unplug in Paradise, the podcast. Hello and welcome back to Unplug in Paradise, the podcast. I'm Stephanie Myers. We've been hit with quite the curveball as of late with tragic flooding happening in and all around my motherland. So Tweed Shires, Byron Shires, as well as the rest of the Northern Rivers and Southeast Queensland regions. It's been so heartbreaking. So my thoughts and prayers are with all of my community right now during this hard time and know that we will get through this together. In today's episode, I have the absolute pleasure to introduce you to Sally Prosser, who is a voice and speaking coach with a background in TV news reporting and PR, acting as a spokesperson for Australia's largest water companies. She works with top journalists and broadcasters, as well as executives and business owners to help them produce a confident, clear speaking voice and get their message heard. It comes as no surprise because in 2020, Sally was named Young Entrepreneur of the Year for PR and Media Queensland Australia and has a TikTok following of more than 330,000. Sal and I have combined forces in this episode to shine a much needed light on the importance of voice in all areas of work and life with a few incredible tips and strategy thrown in from the expert herself. So what are we waiting for? Let's dive in. Before we begin today's episode, would you please join me while we recognise the generations of the local Aboriginal people of the Bundjalung Nation who have lived in and derived their physical and spiritual needs from the forests, rivers, lakes and streams of this beautiful valley over thousands of years as the traditional owners and custodians of these lands. Today's guest is a very dynamic woman who is doing an amazing job with coaching people how to speak with more confidence, clarity and charisma. 
please welcome to the podcast, Sally. Yay, great to be here, Steph. And by special request, I will say good morning. I'm Sally Prosser. I'm coming to you this morning from Brisbane, which is Yagara and Turrbal country up here. And I'd also like to pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. Don't know if I've ever done an acknowledgement in a news reporter voice. <laughs> but yes, I have got my, my hairbrush microphone here as well, just for added effect. <laughs> Beautiful. Thanks, Sal. Uh, you are an absolute superstar on social media as well as a viral sensation on TikTok, which I absolutely love binging on, by the way, and love your news reporter voice, so thanks for helping me out there. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty stoked to have you on the podcast, Sal, and we've spoken about a couple of different things in previous conversations, but number one thing that I would love to say is that Actually, I just want to start off by saying thank you. You've helped me in more ways than I could ever explain. And I know we've only been in contact recently, but Sal, I've been a loved fan of yours since I started my podcast journey. And three little things that I have up on my little corkboard here, which I'd love to mention, is that and there are three little things that you've said, and I've just collated them into a little post on my corkboard, is be grateful for your voice. Believe people want to listen to you and know that you deserve your space. That right there has been three little golden nuggets that I take with me into every single podcast episode, every single online course, training, recording, anything speaking wise that I do. I always have that. There's a little picture of you up there. So, you know, it's all encompassing. So I have you to thank. (laughs) You've been a big part of my journey, Sal. Oh, Steph, thank you so much. And I'm really glad to hear that. And those affirmations that you've got up are ones that I live by myself, for sure, with my own podcast recordings, especially the I deserve this space. We can so often feel like we don't deserve to be in the rooms that we're in, whether that be virtual or in person. We can be around people who make us feel inferior. And I just think that the most important thing we can do is be in our space and share our voice. It doesn't mean dominate. It just means deserve. So I I love that you've got that on the wall because that's one of my favourites as well. (laughs) And I think another thing, just to piggyback on that, is when people are speaking, I know that I struggle with confidence so much. And even though people say, oh, look, you know, your voice is amazing, or I get the negative effect is that you, you sound really monotonal or, you know, earlier on in my podcast journey, I sounded like I was reading my son a bedtime story. So I don't advise my friends or family or people I I know listen to the early ones, especially if they're driving. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like I'm trying to put them to sleep. And But, yeah, it's definitely a learnt skill. So what can people do to feel more confident or what are the major issues that you come across when it comes to people using their voice? Oh, yes. It's like, you know, do not operate heavy machinery while listening to this podcast, which is what happens sometimes when I'm listening to like meditations. I'm like, whoa, that's, you know. Oh, Steph, there are so many different things. I'll share with you three today that I see. The first thing I see is people having too loud an inner critic. 
And so, so much of the issues occur before sound is even made. We sabotage our sound before it's made. I have a lot of voice courses and in most of them, we don't even make a sound until after halfway through the course. (laughs) So a lot of people get surprised by that. They're like, hang on, isn't this a speaking course? But it all starts with that self-talk because our self-talk manifests as real talk. So if we've got in our head you're not good enough, no one's going to listen to this, you should just not say that, pipe down, and then we're trying to fight that with the real voice. It's a very difficult battle to win. So dealing with the inner critic is the number one thing. After that, I'd say that people see public speaking as a, oh, this is not going to be grammatically correct, by the way. This is just a way to way to describe it. They see it as a noun, like speaking is this thing. Podcasting is this thing. It's out there and it's something that I'm no good at. And it's sort of surrounded by all these scary monsters and it takes on, on a life of its own. When really speaking is a verb to speak, it's just a doing. So whether we're podcasting or making a video for social or speaking on a panel or speaking in a meeting, our voice is just the means by which we share what we know and love. It's just the channel through which we share the magic. <laughs> and so taking away a lot of that that fear of it is a big part of it. I guess that's also, also mindset. Number three, oh, let's go for something a bit more anatomical here, is not a lot of people understand how the voice works. So it's an instrument that we all have and we all play, but very few of us know how it actually works. And what powers voice, for example, is our air. It's oxygen. Now, if we were in an orchestra, we'd be like with the woodwinds, with all the other instruments powered by air. And so the number one thing I, I hear and see with voices is lack of airflow. The air's not coming in and the air's not coming out. And then that, of course, affects the sound because breathing is the foundation of voice. And they always tell you to breathe, but you just, you don't know how to sometimes because, you know, when you're breathing, you can either shallow breathe, like you're running a race, or you can stomach breathe. And then with your breath sound, you can move it around different places of your body, can't you? Yeah, you sure can. So with voice production, you're wanting to get it down into your belly. Uh, I say imagine that your buttocks are your lungs. Like imagine you're breathing or, you know, breathing into your hoo-ha, that kind of area, like you're drawing it really down because it can get really, really high. Uh, And we are conditioned, especially for females who are listening, like we're conditioned to suck it in, sit up straight, have a skinny arm for Instagram, you know. (laughs) Uh, But... So our our society and our body fights against breathing deep and also our diaphragm, which is that muscle that runs around kind of like the belt of the body around the the middle under the ribs. Uh, That's the the solar plexus chakra, we call it, the solar plexus area. And that's the seat of self-esteem and self-confidence. So when the self-confidence and self-esteem is low, that directly affects the ability to breathe because the muscle kind of locks up and is like, nah, see you later, nah, nah, nah. So once you can clear that blockage, in the self-esteem, the self-worthiness, you'll also open up the lungs and be able to get that breath flow through. One thing I will say, though, is sometimes I know that I get a really big pounding heart sometimes when I get anxious. If anyone can relate to that, the heart, like feeling like it's going to jump out of your chest. When that happens, it can be really, really nice. Yeah, as Steph's saying, it can be really nice to do a chest breath. You know, so like say you've got the feeling there, 
I find it really nice. And actually, we just did this exercise before, which was the butterfly. And the butterfly is, you imagine that your arms are the butterfly wings. And as you breathe in, they come in. And then as you breathe, sorry, as the, as the arms go out, oh, hang on a sec, Steph, let me get this right. As the arms go out, the breath comes in. And so as the arms are out, you're breathing into the chest and then breathing out as the arms come in. And so that's a really nice exercise to get it in your chest to calm the anxiety. But as far as voice production goes to get that nice quality, yep, you're getting it all deeper. That Look, that's really the thing to do with voice production is always think down. For those in Australia, think about coals, you know, down, down. And that's how you'll remember. Ground yourself, breath lower, voice lower, because our bodies are like tubes of toothpaste. And what happens is when we get anxious, everything just like squeezes from the bottom and then just like pops out the top. And that's how we get these high voices and we, we lose our breath and we have this weird quality. It's because everything's squeezed up into the head rather than it being relaxed down into the body. But yes, this is this is what I do, Steph. And I love what I do so much because it's a it's a real mystery for people. People think I just I, I I'm not a good speaker. Like I don't know even know where to start. A lot of people say, Sal, I didn't even know this was a job. Like how is this even a thing? So <laughs> You know, I get to say, hey, this isn't the dark arts. Like, literally, you just need to do A, B, C, X, Y, Z. And they're like, oh, wow, that, that like works straight away. I'm like, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a skill that you can learn, you can practice and you can master. And I'll tell you what, life is a hell of a lot easier when you can speak freely and not spend so much time stressing about it beforehand, not enjoying it during and then beating yourself up with it after because you're just thinking it went so bad. Like, it's just so much wasted energy. <laughs> Oh, for sure. And I totally agree. And I think with the wastage of, you know, energy and emotions, how can you stop your emotions hijacking your voice when it comes to, you know, bringing your game and bringing your confidence to either camera or, you know, social media or any other platform that you're, you're wanting to, you know, build your personal brand or anything like that on? Yeah, great question. I've got a podcast episode on that, actually. I think how to stop your emo- emotions hijacking your voice. Uh, one thing that I've yeah, one thing that I've learned since recording that episode is that emotions only live in the body for ninety seconds. Have you heard that? It was like emotions only live in the body for ninety seconds, um, and anything after that is the mind assigning it meaning. And I'm like, whoa, that's why you should not reply to snarky emails straight away. <laughs> that's why that's why you should like sleep on things sometimes, and so when we think about emotion, we often think about it as being a negative. We think, oh no, we're too emotional, we're too fr- we're too stressed, we're too this. But emotions are incredible things, and emotion just means energy in motion. We need energy to be in motion. So again, thinking about our voice to be like a channel. A great example is nerves and excitement feel the same way in the body. So if you're freaking out, feeling like you're just really nervous, well, just say no. I'm excited. I'm excited. My body is preparing myself for peak performance. So you start to change that that narrative. With me, I feel like the day that I make any content without emotion is is not a day that I want to arrive. It's about channeling into the right emotions. So it's it's the joy, the excitement. That's why you might see me with my love heart glasses and doing all my stupid stuff on TikTok because I believe that we should be enjoying this. Like, Steph, right now, like with podcasting, for example, If we said to someone even 20 years ago, oh, we're nervous about a podcast, they'd be like, what the hell is a podcast? And you're like, oh, it's just this thing that like anyone can have and then you have a chat and then people can just choose to listen to it on their phone. 
on the iPhone. And they'd be just like, what? Like, you know, Wi-Fi was only invented in the late 90s, 97. You know, so think about that. Wi-Fi was only invi- invented in 1997. So here we are, like little babies, <laughs> and I say this including myself, stressing out about going live, doing a webinar, making a video, doing a podcast. Hello, look how grateful we need to be to have this technology. You don't have to look far in the world at the moment to see that not everybody has a voice physically or metaphorically or has the money and the privilege to have the technology to do it. And so, I mean, we were just talking about this. We both had internet out, which is one of the smallest impacts out of the people that have been affected around us. And so when you're there going, oh, my God, like, this is amazing. This is amazing. I get to press a button, look down the barrel of of a little lens and (laughs) and share what I know and love with the world and reach whoever I want to. That is amazing. So that's why I also love, um, Steph, that you've got on the wall about being grateful for your voice. And so therefore, that's the emotions you bring in, the gratitude, the joy, that feeling of, whoa, I was born to do this. Like, this is what I'm here to do. If I don't get this information out, I'm going to pop like a, I don't know, a whiz fizz, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Hey, I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. I just wanted to pop in to invite you to my free masterclass where I'll be sharing my exact three-step system to building a rockstar personal brand that attracts your dream clients into your database so you can step up into your travel biz, own your authority, and grow your online presence. And not only that, but you'll also get your hands on my entire travel agent runway framework for standing out in the digital world without the tech overwhelm and not knowing where to start. Want in? Head to stephaniemyers.academy forward slash masterclass and save your spot now. See you there. I love it. I think there's a lot to be said when you've you've got an audience and it doesn't matter how big or small your audience is. And I know that you've had quite a big, you know, blow up on TikTok where your phone was like a hot potato. You didn't know what to do with it. You are, you know, either responding or not responding or didn't know you know all of that comes with so much overwhelm as well but there's also a lot to be said when it comes to using your voice and projecting it on a scale so say like podcasting for example where it has a global it can have a global impact from just the little tiny corner in your bedroom or the tiny corner of your your lounge room which is your office space so I I think because we've you know we've got a travel agent community that listen to the podcast as well as travelers alike and I think just having the power of social media and putting our voice spaces and confidence and personality and stories out there into the world I think there's so much more that we can do if we do have little skills and techniques in our little toolbox that we can whip out at any given time to you know help us with those things so one thing that I do notice online and just with my students inside of my program that there is a lot of tension when it comes to speaking I struggle with this too filler words filling up gaps because they feel like they need to fill it with something and I don't say this to my students but I do say it to you know friends and families that you can't fill it with rubbish I would rather have a space, an empty space, rather than try to fill it with something because, yeah, like you, as a, you know, as part of an audience and you're watching, 
it seems like, yes, they're struggling or they're trying to think of something else. And uh, your podcast, uh, sorry, your masterclass recently, Sal, touched on this and it was it was pretty enlightening to see how many people struggle with the exact same thing because we all sit in our offices, we all sit in our home-based agencies or, you know, travel agencies and things like that across the country and across the world. But we feel like we're very alone in this struggle, but we're not. <laughs> mm, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And the first thing to say is, you know, nobody is the um and ah police and that filler words aren't always bad. It can be nice to put filler words in. It sounds like we're actually here, not reading a script. It can be quite natural. The next thing is a lot of people will say you just want to replace your filler words with a pause. And there are practices that you can do like even just squeezing a stress ball if you're online or you know just really being having that awareness to pause (laughs) instead of speak Uh, but I think it comes down to two main things trust and focus trust and focus so the word confidence actually means to trust it comes from the latin word meaning to trust so having confidence in ourselves means to trust ourselves and so often we we don't trust ourselves when it comes to communication We don't trust ourselves to take a break and pause because we feel like, well, if we stop talking, then they're going to think we don't know what to say and then they're going to think we don't know what we're talking about and then they're going to think we're not competent and then we go down this spiral of feeling like we're not enough. That's where it usually lands, ends up (laughs) down there. And so it's not just about saying, okay, I have to pause. It's about giving yourself a break and giving yourself the gift of a pause, trusting that it's okay. It is safe to stop. It is safe to breathe. It's more than safe to breathe. It's a gift to stop and breathe. And not a single person, maybe not, I think I speak for not a single person, is able to never say um or ah ever and to speak exactly the way they want it to be because that's another thing worth uh, bringing up so often when we say oh we say the wrong thing or we, we made a mistake or we stumbled that is honestly just ourself that's that's the perfectionist version of ourselves with the really tight ponytail and the, the amazing makeup and the really you know perfect version of ourselves sitting up in our head at at the table in the dark room with this spotlight on this single chair that like we have to shuffle in on and kind of answer to that's who it is it's us you know, we, it really is us, us against us. We are the only things holding us back. And so once you learn to be friends with yourself, walk around with the best friend all the time, and you can imagine that it's at your younger self or something like that, you start to realise, like, it's totally fine. In my courses, I teach them live. And honestly, every time I make a stumble or I can't say something, I was doing this thing the other day and I was trying to say, imagine that you're rebuilding your spine vertebrae by vertebrae. But I couldn't say it. I was like vertebrae, but I just could not get it out of my head onto, you know. (laughs) But in not a single way did I think that affected the value that I could bring to people. And they actually quite liked it. <laughs> they were like, oh, that's really funny. You know, and and this is the same thing with podcasts. We'll be like, oh, we made a mistake or we we said um or ah. Like, no one cares really. No, no one really thinks anything of it. It's just ourselves. So that comes down to the, the trust. The next thing is the focus. So when we lose track of what we're saying or we go, um, uh, it's kind of like tip of your tongue syndrome, you know, <laughs> like you, you know it's there, but it's just it's miles from where it needs to be. That's not because we don't know what to say. Like we always know something to say. 
it's usually because our mind is not on the job is what I say. So when we're speaking, our mind is in the past going, oh, God, did that make sense? Did that joke fall flat or what, you know, or it's thinking about the future. What am I going to ask next? Um, you know, what are they going to say when we finish? Or our brain is just somewhere completely different going, oh, did we leave the hair straightener on or what's for dinner? And so then that's why we don't focus. So a lot of the exercises I have, I'll share one with you today, is you just imagine that as you're speaking, you're pouring water into a glass. So even when you're stone cold sober, pouring water into a glass without looking at the glass is pretty hard. Like it's a real, it's a, it's a real psych if you can do it. If you can pour water into a glass without watching, yeah. So you sort of imagine the same level of focus when you're speaking and when the only thing that you're concentrating on are the words coming out of your mouth, you will be surprised how clearly it does. Wow. Okay. I must try that one because I feel like I struggle with that immensely and I know I'm not alone. It's definitely something that's getting better with practice and I feel like at the same time is that everyone's evolving, everyone's growing and I feel like you know, just being a home-based travel agent, I'm at home, I'm an entrepreneur, I've got my, you know, my dreams and my goals and everything like that. But there is huge amounts of fear that of me getting in my own way and showing up when I need to. And even though I have a podcast and, you know, compared to a lot of other people who are quite shy and don't feel as confident, they see they see me as confident. I'm not always that confident girl that they see. I very much feel like I have to polish everything so it has worth. But I'm learning slowly to draw back from that because I'm a Virgo. It's my nature. I'm a perfectionist inside and out. And then when I'm not, I very much, you know, uh, inflict guilt or hate on myself when it doesn't, isn't up to my highest standard. But I wouldn't have that high standard if somebody else was to show up online or somebody else was to start a podcast or if somebody else was to, you know, have Instagram stories or do a running campaign on social media or whatever, whatever it is, I wouldn't inflict that same level of judgment on them. It's only I'm so cruel to myself. Oh, Steph, relate so much to that, definitely. Um, Oh. You know, where's the fine line? Where's the balance? In one way, we want to strive for our goals, but at the same time, we want to be easy on ourselves. And it is tricky with confidence. I get the same sort of thing. Oh, Sal, you're so confident. I would say that, you know, confidence is something that you practice. You really practice it. Like, I do have times when I'm just sitting in the bath crying, listening to sad country music. It's kind of a hobby in a way sometimes, <laughs> but it's, it really is every single day. Yeah. What, you know, how do you practice confidence? I say to people, who, oh, I'm not confident. I say, well, what do you, what do you practice? It's kind of like saying I'm not fit. So if you say oh, I'm not fit, you'd say, okay, well, what are you, what are you doing? Are you going for a morning walk? Have you got joined a yoga class? Are you, have you got a PT? If you can't say what you're doing to help yourself be more confident, then you're just complaining without taking aligned action. And so the next question might be, well, what can you do to practice being confident? so many things and it's different for every person. So for me, I do a lot of mirror work. (laughs) So a lot of like looking in the mirror saying, I am so glad I'm you. You and me, girl, are going to slay the day. (laughs) Today, I choose an ally, not an enemy. 
and you and me, girl, have got this. So in yeah. the morning, I, like, a lot of mirror work, a lot of affirmations, uh, a lot of you know knowing a movement. You know, I've got a, I've got a whole, I've got heaps of playlists, but I've got a particular confidence playlist where every single one of the songs reminds me of when I was like eighteen and putting on far too much eyeliner and far too much high heels to go dancing in some club in Wollongong where I grew up. But <laughs> you know, but it gives you that feeling of like, oh yeah, you know, because often we were really confident when we were younger at some stage. And a lot of it is saying, you know, let's just channel that channel that feeling again. And sometimes it's also I find boundaries. So my confidence has been good by, um, like before I go live for a class, for example, I won't look at my emails for at least half an hour before because you just never know. There could be just one kind of little bit of a complaint email or something that kind of just irritates you and it can totally throw your mood off. So there's so many different practical things that you can do. And that's just some of them. Like everything, all my, all my courses and all my memberships and everything I do is, is sharing these sort of tips. And so that's what I would say. If you are listening and you're thinking, oh, I want to be more confident, then I'd be getting out pen and paper and saying, well, what do you do to practice being confident? Yeah. Mm. And there's so much in the way of how you deliver your voice as well. Like you've got the tone, first of all, and I know that is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to speaking, but I know that us travel agents, we are so down for an email. We are not so down for a phone call or a video or anything like that. Anything that has to show our face, we're very much happy to be behind the scenes, little miracle workers, but we are not so confident. We are more than happy to send emails, numerous, numerous emails. So how is it that we can, like, what, what type of tips would you have around, you know, the delivery? What would be best and versus what would be the most, uh, you know, um, depends on, sorry, it depends on how they'd like to connect. And there's different ways of doing that, but how to get your message across in a way that is uh, deliberate and clear, but also there's so much. There's so much. Sorry. Mm. Yeah, and it's such a good point to raise. And this goes for not just travel agents, but um, I'm just trying to think. Yeah, I do get a lot of emails. When it comes to any sort of customer service, especially with travel agents, is it comes down to trust. You want the person to trust you, to say, yes, I trust you to look after my holiday, to be giving me the best deal, to be there for, for anything. And so we trust people by uh, when we meet them by looking at their eyes and their hands. We trust by hearing the sound of their voice. The sound of their voice creates that connection. And so when you're just on email, and look, I have a weekly email as well, but when you're just on writing, you are missing all of those points of trust. It's very, very hard to trust anyone just based on seeing writing. So you're really giving yourself such a better opportunity to connect by going on video. So I'd say the first thing is, is don't worry too much about it. Just, just do it. <laughs> And record without actually posting, like just do some recordings for practice and then you'll get to a stage where you're like, oh, I might put that on my Instagram story. It's like the big boulder. Once you get the ball rolling, it'll it's much easier. Like I still remember with my first couple of TikToks, I was like, oh, God, like agonizing. They were really bad. I didn't really know how to use it. But now I post so much that it's just you just keep that ball rolling. And when you are on camera as well, mentioning with the hands, make sure that they're in view. So show your hands. Don't use a script. Don't use a script because um, that will straight away be like, I am reading off a script because I'm not very comfortable on camera and you just lose all of it. So you're wanting to be engaging with your eyes. You've got to go for the crow's feet. 
God, you get some more skincare. That reminds me. Um, but you want to go with that real eye smile when you're speaking. Speak straight down the lens of the camera, so don't be looking away. And the great thing about social media at the moment is short form is queen, like short form rules. So when people say, well, Sal, how do I remember what to say? Honestly, anyone can remember 15 seconds. It's like two sentences. You know, just make really, really short form content. Don't bite off more you can choose. saying, oh, I want to give people, you know, the, the top five tips for travel. Don't forget, forget five, just give one. Mm. Yeah, and so really break it down into small bits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. And just remember, no, you've got this. You know, you are the you are the experts. You are the experts. You know so much more than you give yourself credit for. And every single one of us, Steph, I think you relate to this, has found this as well. Is we we forget our own area of expertise. What we think is assumed knowledge, we might say to somebody else, and they're like, "Oh, I really had no idea." Mm. Yes, one hundred percent. And I think with so many experts in our industry who have been in the industry for forever in a, in a day, you know, they're very, very skilled human beings being in trouble for so long that I think they, they, they themselves forget that. Absolutely. And being really honest, I've found like, it's one thing I really loved about TikTok in the beginning. Now it's much more mainstream, but in the very beginning, I would just jump on there, no makeup in my nightie. And I'd just be like, hey, guys, how are you going? Like I just it was just so relaxed. And I really believe that that's the kind of thing that built the following in the beginning was that ability to be so real. And it, it's interesting because of the way my voice sounds because I am broadcast trained. I used to be a broadcast journalist and I guess just from years of voice production training, I do sound a bit like I'm reading the news. And when I went live the other day, someone was like, do you always speak like this? Like why do you have that weird voice? And I said, this is a really good thing to remember for all of us. Our voice will never please everybody. For people who say, and neither will our content, on the same piece of content, you'll have, wow, that was really useful and I can listen to your voice all day. And then you'll have someone going, get off TikTok, you're, you're so annoying, you know, it's awful. And so at the end of the day, we've really got to just please ourselves. And that's why if we can connect with our voice, then our voice will connect with others. So that, that relationship's always the, the first one to go for. You know, the external validation, it's so risky. You know, if we live for people's acceptance, we die by their rejection. And that's, and you were talking about fear earlier. That's where a lot of the fear comes from. It's like, oh, I'll put myself out there. If no one likes it, then I feel bad. If people don't actually, you know, write that they don't like it, it's even worse. Um, but you've got to just go for it. I'm reading a book at the moment called The Courage to Be Disliked. And that's why I just love that. Like we've got to just have the courage to be disliked because our purpose here on earth and the knowledge that we have and the people that we can help, that why, that has got to outweigh all of the other stuff that's going to come our way. Mm. I think a lot of that would go well towards, you know, us, us as an industry building our, you know, niche market and really fleshing out our area of expertise by having that, confidence and know-how and that solid foundations to really move forward and you know launch yourself into a space that yes it's scary yes you might be mm -hmm. absolutely crapping yourself <laughs> with you know showing up and things like that but I think there's there's so much more than we can do to really engage with our following and engage with the audience and it's not always going to be a picnic just like what you've mentioned before with your 
uh, backlash on TikTok and things like that. And I just love, 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 love the way that you handle it. But you're an experienced person. So that I think sometimes it may be so hard. But like if you've got somebody who's in the very early stages of their you know, journey of, of using their voice and actually showing up and representing and promoting themselves, like something like that could be really detrimental to their journey. They might not even do it ever again. Yeah, and that's and that's where the courage comes in. The courage comes in. You know, the only reason that I've got experience with it is because I put a lot of content out and then it just came my way. And mm-hmm. one of the quotes I really like is, you know, people who care less do more. People who care less do more. There is just thousands and thousands and millions of people who don't do anything because they're just scared of what will happen. But if you think of anyone really successful, like for me, I think of Beyonce and I think of Taylor Swift and I think of Oprah, all the big ones, you know, think of all the shit they've had to go through. Like think of all of the criticism they've had to have, you know. So it's kind of like if you want to get to where you want to go to, it's just part of the journey. And don't be afraid to be vulnerable. Like I, you know, really feel for the travel industry of course my mum was a flight attendant and her husband's a pilot so I've got a bit of a glimpse into how much the travel industry was affected and and as an avid traveler myself as well but now you've got this opportunity to really sell uh hope it's about hope you know and if if you go out there and you say look I'm going to be honest the last couple of years have been absolute shite I've been crying most days. I've had no money. It's been really, really hard. I've had people judge me. But you know what? I love travel and I love what I do. And I'm so excited to see the world open up again. And I've got some really great ideas and packages that you might be interested in. You know, I don't know. Like, I'm not a travel agent. But, well, you know, I think that there's such... There's, <laughs> but there's like all this perception that it needs to be perfect like perhaps there's that still you know old walk into the office and there's that beautiful woman in the white shirt like that's gone it's it's gone it's it's the time of the one-on-one connection and so just just go for it and also if anyone's listening to this and they're like worried about you know not getting support or anything honestly dm me on instagram with the post and i'll be like great i'll like it and i'll I'll put a positive comment on it no problems (laughs) like i'm more than happy like think about this as well when you're on social media Make sure you um, hype bomb people. And hype bomb is another technique that I use. So for every negative comment I see, especially on my video, I go and leave 10 positive comments on other pieces of content. Not for the sake of it, like it's genuine positive content. You know, think of how much you scroll past and go, oh, that's cool. But do you like it? And write, wow, that's cool. Thank you for sharing. Probably not. You scroll on by. So if you're not doing that for other people's content, don't expect them to turn around and do it to yours. You know, like, (laughs) so... Share, share the oh, love, like send out the positivity hype bombs. Oh, I like that. I think that will definitely go a long way. It also turns that negative into such an awesome positive as well, where you're leaving those comments and love and magic on other people's posts. They need it. We, we, world's hard enough and going through a hard time. Can't go wrong with a little bit of extra love. I agree. It's kind of like you th- imagine like a, a bad comment is kind of like a, you know, piece of poo or something. I know it doesn't sound kind of gross, but then you want to like spray enough air freshener to take away that stench. And so that's kind of like the way you respond to it by going, oh, well, that's there. I can't do anything about it. I'm just going to spray as much air freshener as I can. <laughs> Sorry, I used to work for a sewerage company, so then maybe that's why I've got <laughs> Hopefully no one's eating. (laughs) We've been going through a lot of that through the last two years, so don't worry. We're pretty savvy with it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh. 
<laughs> now, Sal, how can we get in contact with you? So we can DM you on Instagram. Yeah, absolutely. I'm on Instagram and TikTok. I'm at Sally Prosser Voice. Um, don't DM on TikTok because I think I don't even know how to get into the DMs there. But uh, Instagram's a great place to find me. I'm also on LinkedIn, Sally Prosser. Uh, my website is sallyprosser.com.au. And I would love to hear from you. Please don't hesitate to reach out. Beautiful. Thank you so much for your time, Sal. This has been absolutely invaluable. And thank you for helping me bridge the gap between travel agents and getting their confident voice out there and establishing themselves as the experts again. Thank you so very much. Oh, my pleasure, Steph. Bye. See you. Bye. Such an incredible episode. Thank you so much, Sal, for joining us. If you're wanting to download an online version of today's show notes, you can head over to travelbystephanie.com.au forward slash 39 to discover how you can own your voice and speak like the true travel expert that you are. Sally has also generously provided us with an incredible freebie, so be sure to head over to the show notes so you can steal her seven mindset hacks to speaking with confidence. Also, if you are enjoying the podcast, please consider subscribing to Unplug in Paradise on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And if you're feeling super generous, leave me a five-star rating and review. Also, a special shout out to one of our loyal listeners, Holly Villado from Holiday Travel in South Australia for binging on the podcast lately and loving it. Thank you for not only your kind words, but for supporting others within our travel industry and choosing me to help you up level your skill set and becoming the expert in your space. It truly is an honor to be in the industry with you, Holly. So thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in, everyone, and I will see you soon. Bye.